You're listening to the preaching podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, led by Pastor Jeremy Kobernack. It is our desire that you will be helped by this Bible message. Look with me, if you would, at Luke chapter 2, and I'd like to begin reading in verse number 8. Luke chapter 2, verse number 8. I want to give you just a couple thoughts tonight. And uh, I promise you I won't be long. And uh, I always try to say this at the candlelight service. This will be the shortest message you will hear me preach all year long. Uh, With the exception of funerals or weddings, this will be the shortest sermon. And so don't get worried, don't get nervous. Verse 8, it says, And there were in the same country, who? Who was there? Shepherds. Abiding in the, where? In the field. Keeping watch over their flock by by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Say, why did a Savior have to be born? Because everybody in this world needs a Savior. The Bible says that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. The Bible says the wages of our sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. If you're here tonight, you need a Savior. And you have either already received the Savior or you haven't. There's no in-between. There's no uh, ifs, ands, or buts about it. You are in one of two categories tonight. You've either been saved, you've trusted Christ as Savior, or you have not. And if you have not trusted Christ as your Savior... I hope and I pray that tonight will be the night that you'll put your faith and trust in Jesus. He is the Savior. And this was the announcement that was made. Verse 12, And this shall be a sign unto you. Ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. The Bible tells us then in verses 15 through 20 that the shepherds went to the place. They went to that manger. They saw the baby. They saw Mary and Joseph there and and they worshiped him and they went and told everybody. But I'd like to draw your attention back to verse number eight. And I'd like to give you a thought that God impressed upon my heart a few days ago as I was praying about this candlelight service. I usually know Uh, further in advance what I'm preaching, but for the candlelight, it's usually, it's a thought. It's just kind of something I just like to, to share briefly. And a few days ago, God impressed upon my heart this verse where it says, there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field. And then it says this, they were keeping watch. Those two words are very interesting words. The words keeping and watch, they're the same meaning. They both mean the same thing. And these shepherds were in the field, and here's what it means. They were guarding. It means to stand guard. It means to to keep guard. You'll find this word several times throughout the Bible when it talks about the different night watches. And during those night watches, there were people that were responsible to stand guard. 
If you've ever worked security, uh, you know what that's like. You're the one that's responsible. And you have a certain, uh, a certain hours. You have a certain shift. You have a, a certain area that you are responsible for. Well, these shepherds were responsible for keeping watch. They were responsible for guarding their flock, the Bible says in verse 8. And it tells us that they were responsible for keeping watch over their flock by night. I'd like to share a couple thoughts. Number one, I'd like for you to see that there was a place. There was a specific location where these shepherds were supposed to be. And isn't it amazing that God knew exactly where they would be? It was no accident that Jesus was born in Bethlehem and there were in the same country, there were shepherds abiding in the field. That was not a coincidence. That was not an accident. That was a part of God's plan. They were in the right place. I want to tell you tonight, God's got a place for you. God has a location for you. God has a spot for you. You say, I know, Pastor, I've been sitting on this same pew for however... No, no, well, that too. God wants you to be in church, obviously. But what I'm saying is God's got a job for you. God's got a place for you. For, for you, your place is your home. If you still have family members in your home, that is your place. That is a, an area that you are responsible for. For us, God has a place. It is a church. And I thank God for a multitude of folks in this church, a host of people in this church who faithfully serve in their place. Sometimes we like to see somebody else's place, don't we? We say, oh, I wish I could be in their place. Or I wish I could be in that spot. Boy, I tell you, if I were in that spot, I'd do this, and I'd do this, and I'd do this. Well, the truth is, whether you would or not, we don't know. But you're not in their place. I'm not in their place. You're not in my place. I'm not in your place. But God has given us a place. And God has given us the opportunity to be faithful in that place. I believe as Christians, I think we ought to be the best workers on the job. That workplace is a spot where God has placed you to be a witness, to be a testimony, to be an example, to show the world what Jesus Christ can do in a life that has been yielded to him. You have a place. The Bible says the shepherds were abiding in the field. That word abiding, it has the idea just to stick around. Just dwell, just stay. Have you ever known someone that was constantly jumping from place to place to place to place? And what you want to do is you want to say, listen, find the right place and stay in that place until God moves you. Abide, be faithful in the place. God has a place for you if you have not found that place. I hope you'll ask the Lord to show you and lead you to that place and, and to point out the, the areas of responsibility in your life. Number one, I see the place. Number two, the purpose. Their purpose was not just to be uh, in the field, but their purpose was while they were in that place to keep watch over their flock, to guard. Uh, to be on guard, to be ready, to be responsible, to care for their flock. Now, I imagine there were times where those shepherds could get frustrated. Uh, sheep are not very smart. Uh, sheep are not that intelligent. Well, isn't that interesting that God is the shepherd and we are the sheep? 
Maybe it's because we're not very smart sometimes. And maybe I don't mean to offend you. Maybe it's because I'm not very smart sometimes. We, you, ever, you ever do something and you say, why did I do that? That was crazy. That was foolish. Well, we, we've all been there. But God is the shepherd. We are the sheep. He is watching over. He is guarding his flock. He cares for his sheep. These shepherds, they were keeping watch over their flock. And I want to tell you, for the shepherd, every lamb is important. Every sheep matters. And I want to remind you tonight that every person that God ever created matters to him. Every person on planet earth is valuable to God. God is keeping watch over you. He is guarding us. He is protecting us. And he has called us to guard those that he has placed in our care. God not only has a place for you, but God has a purpose. It requires faithfulness. It requires dedication. It requires commitment. Uh, being out in the fields with the sheep, that's not a glamorous position. Sometimes your position and my position may not be glamorous. Uh, people often, uh, when they think about a pastor, they'll say, boy, it must be fun to get up and tell everybody what to do, you know, get up and preach at everybody. Well, can I tell you, preaching is a very, very small sliver of what I do every week. If you were to walk with me and if you were to stay with me for a week, I promise you, you'd realize that a pastor, just like any other area, there are heartaches. There are heartbreaks. There are challenges. But God has not called us to be faithful only in the good times. God's called us to be faithful in the hard times. And we see the purpose is to guard the flock. But then number three, I see lastly, that'd be a good place to say amen. No, 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 don't, don't say it there. Number three, I see the predicament. You know, I've never been a shepherd. As a matter of fact, I can't say that I have done a lot with animals in my life. We've our family used to, we used to experiment with pets. And I don't mean like we were mean to them. I just mean we tried to keep them alive. You know, we just tried to, you know, we tried to keep ourselves alive. And uh, we didn't have great, great success with uh, dogs or cats or guinea pigs. Uh, we had a bird that lived a long time. And that bird was a, a pretty, good, uh, pretty good pet. But here's what I would imagine that as a shepherd, it's probably difficult, not just during the daytime, but I would think it'd be difficult at night. Especially if you're out in the field and you don't have the spotlights like we have today. and You don't have the electricity. You don't have the battery-powered uh, lighting that you could use. And you've got to keep watch. And imagine it would be at night. That'd be a prime time for the predators to come. That'd be a time of danger. That'd be a time of uncertainty. I wonder for the shepherds if it was harder sometimes at night. I wonder if at night it was sometimes lonely. I wonder if at night... It got cold and maybe it was a time when they could feel like that they had a, a bad job or that they had a difficult situation. Well, I think we've all been in predicaments like that in life, have we not? There have been times where it's hard. There are situations in life where it feels like we're all alone. Have you ever, don't, you don't have to raise your hand, you don't have to answer out loud, but have you ever been in a situation where you thought, I'm going through a very difficult time and I don't think anybody even has a clue what I'm going through. We've probably all been there. But they had a predicament. They were watching over their flock by night. But I want to remind you this evening that whether it is daytime or nighttime, 
your purpose remains the same. God still has a purpose for you. Whether it is cold or whether it is comfortable, the purpose remains the same. Whether it is lonely or not, whether it is popular or not, we still have a purpose, we still have a job, we still have a calling that God has given us. As we see that the shepherds were watching their flock by night, it was at night that God showed up. It was at night that the angel of the Lord appeared. It was at night that they got a word from God. It was at night that they got a bright light of great hope that shined upon them. God is not limited by the night. We are. There are certain things we cannot do at night. There are certain things that we cannot handle at night, but God is not limited by the night. It was at midnight that the angel of the Lord went over the land of Egypt and the Passover, the first Passover took place. It was at midnight that God gave Samson the power to remove the gates of the city. And not only the gates of the city, but Samson removed the gates and the posts of the gates and carried them. Most, most Bible scholars believe he carried them at least 10 miles. Some say it could have been up to 30 or 40 miles that he carried those on his back. Oh, and by the way, you say, how heavy were those? Uh, historians believe that those gates and those posts weighed about four tons. Now, whether he carried them nine miles or 10 miles or 30 or 40, that doesn't matter to me. That's amazing. And you know what? God did that at midnight. God gave Samson the strength at midnight. It was at midnight that Paul and Silas were in prison. No hope in sight. And God sent an earthquake and, and shook the, the walls and shook the bars and their chains were loosed and they went free. It was at midnight that Paul said in Acts 27, he said, there stood by me this night the angel of God whose I am and whom I serve saying, fear not, Paul. I want to remind you that while you keep watch, while you fulfill your responsibility, while you do what God has called you to do in the place that God has called you, when it's difficult, when it can be discouraging, I want to remind you that you're not alone. The angel of the Lord appeared and he said to these shepherds, fear not. The angel of the Lord appeared to Paul in Acts 27. And he said, hey, fear not. Everything's going to be okay. And isn't it good to know on this Christmas Eve, isn't it good to know that God can do anything? No matter what your situation is, no matter what problem you're facing, God is not limited. His power is all-encompassing. His power is available. And His power is exactly what we need for the situation that we're in. Thank you for listening to the preaching podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, led by Pastor Jeremy Coburnett. For more information about our ministry, please visit our website at vbcrr.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.